Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Up to 90. How are you? Saturday night and I like the way you move. We're actually recording for, I think, the first time I'm at, ever I'm at, we're recording on a Saturday. I know. I just thought... Saturday night. Well, we had been recording on a Sunday morning and uh, I have to sort out uh, supplies for the parents tomorrow morning and stuff. And then we have been chatting, so I just thought oh I might just ask her now I might just chance my arm that she's not listen Emma she's not I in know the tiles tonight I was just gonna say you can dress up all you want that you're we'll come back to this supplies for the parents I'm not quite sure what you're talking about there <laughs> but um really we all know you're having the house party tonight and you just need a bit of a lion tomorrow the bonfire is going you have your bluetooth speaker charged the hood is up <laughs> Uh, the vape is charged. <laughs> the vape is charged. Just that little, where is Emma? And you just see that little light down the bottom of the garden. <laughs> I think she's down there vaping. Um, what do you mean parent supplies? What's going on? Well. Have you, have you become a scout leader <laughs> on the slide? No, I'm just sorting out the old fucking shopping for the folks. Oh, for your, oh, you're doing the shopping for them. Uh yeah, well they're doing the shop and I'm gonna pick up the shop and it's all very complicated or whatever, but um you know, old people, i.e. my dad likes to get this stuff done crack it on because he fucking goes to bed at about fucking seven o'clock. So Listen, sorry, I'm there with him. I mean not literally, but I am there with him in spirit because come seven o'clock I'm also these days I'm just like it's bedtime, Fred. <laughs> At, at five to seven for the last, I'd say, four nights, Fred has suggested tackling, sitting down and starting on season five of The Wire because he managed to get to season four before Ted was born. Yeah. And we're, he's like, come on, will we start The Wire? And I'm just like, listen, sorry now, Midnight Cowboy, but it's it's a little bit late for some of us. I mean, it's after the news. That's it. I'm done. And I'm just hitting the hay. No, this is I. I remember Shane doing this to me as well, and there was a period of time where the only thing I really could watch on television was Teen Mom because I just needed to be able to watch something that was just in no way taxing at all. I remember he actually tried to get me to watch The Wire, and I was like, oh, "I'm just not able. You just don't have the brain capacity." Up to ninety. Up to ninety. 
did end up watching a bit of Team Mom this week. And like you look back at Farah, what happened to culinary school? That's what I want to do. I want to send Farah an email and be like, listen, it's not too late to go back and do the culinary arts. Like you have your qualification. But it's good we, to go. And she's there making the DIY, you know, she's making the pizza at home. And I can remember watching, this was in a period of time, obviously, before any of us were making pizza at home. And I just remember watching her in awe, thinking, wow, like she's a real chef making her own pizza. And then there was just all this like kind of antagonism between herself and her mother. And it just really took from the pizza. It's all like, fuck you, mom. She's my daughter. And it's just, it's all, it, I look back now and there were, there were so many red flags with Farah of how it was going to go. But everything, it always, just like within a split second, it always escalated. Well, mom, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then the dad, what was the dad's? She, Michael. Michael. Well, Michael, if that is your real name. Yes, I made the pizza. No, I didn't buy it, Michael. And meanwhile, because there was always a bit of me, like, you know, you're like, yeah, it's a lovely pizza. But, I mean, ultimately, they were kind of the ones minding Sophia while you made the pizza. There's never any acknowledgement given to that. But then, I mean, so many questions about that whole dynamic. She, of course, pressed charges on the mother for assaulting her. And, you know, they showed the clip um, of the mother doing community service. She was going around picking up litter because she had assaulted Farah. And at the time, I was like, I wonder, was it really assault or was it kind of an Irish mother slap? Like, was it that kind of thing or was it a proper assault scenario it's just so difficult to know but anyway so look this was pre-community service when she was at the pizzas and yeah as you say things would escalate quickly from there so you were watching like all school team mom were you I was watching a little bit of it was a flashback it was on some tv channel somewhere and you're having the L flick and you happen upon um you happen upon old school teen mom as it should be. I mean, it was such a great show. Like, obviously, you know, you look back now and it's maybe a bit questionable how much support they put in place for these poor teen mothers. But my God, was it a great show. Who was, who was your favourite teen mom? Ooh, that is a toughie. It's a toughie, isn't it? It is a real toughie because there's the ones I like, I mean, you can't fault Janelle as being a great character. I suppose oh. my favourite teen mom character would be um, Barbara. I don't know if I remember Barbara. Who was Barbara? Janelle's mum. Oh, well, pff, sorry. Of course, yeah, Barbara. Well, Janelle. Was, of course. Has to be her. Yeah. And I say you know, I I yeah you had to love like the levels of aggression just you know not even simmering beneath the surface like everything just descended into chaos like her entire storyline was just based around conflict so there was just always these setups and every time Janelle fell into the trap like every time like Barbara so are you going out tonight and Janelle's like what the fuck mom yes 
No, I don't know what you're taking care of, Jace. You're his grandmother, Barbara. But in, okay. No, no, hang on a second now. In Janelle's defense, she was off her head. Ah, yeah, she was <laughs> off her head. Now, the only thing I will say, you know, I feel in the interest of balance, she was off her head a lot in that series. But then when she was supposed to be getting her shit together down the line, I was a little bit dubious of that because do you remember she's sitting there with the probation officer, the lawyer, or someone to that effect, and he's like, okay, here's the deal. Okay, um, you will not go to prison, but you can't go to that Keisha concert tonight. You cannot leave the state. Okay, that is the number one term and condition as part of your probation of, uh, order. You can't leave the state. So she's like, but I love Keisha. And he's like, yeah, no, I get it. I do. But the thing is, is that if you go to this concert, you're going to lose your child. And she's like, but you don't get how much I love Keisha. But again, in Janelle's defense, she'd gotten feathers in her hair, especially for the Kesha concert. And... Oh, is it Kesha or Kesha? I think it's Kesha. That would make more sense, yeah. Kesha. Kesha Kesha to her friends, but Kesha O'Fish. Um but I mean I yeah. did like I can't did you know we all loved Janelle and she was great entertainment, but surely the love was kind of starting to wane when the guy across the table is like it's in the office setting and she's there. She has the feathers in your hair, as you say. There's a bit of glitter already on that face. So, like, she's on her way to Kesha. Like, it's happening. <clears throat> and he's like, yeah, but, I mean, Jace will be, he, you, he'll be in the system if you go to, if you go to this concert. He's, she's like, you don't get it. Okay, just explain. But I, like, I've never heard a human being say the word lawyer more in my whole life like I don't I don't understand like just constant lawyers all the time I just don't understand it well I was always quite invested in the Macy storyline oh yeah but Ryan Ryan (laughs) Bentley Ryan you're you gotta grow up Ryan you got Bentley it's like yeah that was just Every single episode, that was the entire story summed up. You know, it probably helped that Ryan was a complete ride. Let's face it. Mm. He was gorgeous. He was gorgeous, but time has definitely caught up on him. But the last time I saw him on TV, I think it was just before he headed into rehab and he was in the car with his his now wife and he was like pretty much falling asleep at the wheel and she was like kind of turn off the cameras and I was like don't don't worry about the fucking cameras maybe just get him to stop the car and you drive like completely out of it okay well unfortunately but I think maybe that's what was always kind of going on in the background there you know what I mean but it was only when he kind of got older that it became more of a story because obviously that if you start out with those kind of issues and you don't nip it it's going to just kind of get worse and worse isn't it so maybe he's grand now I don't know but and then Leah and then Leah had a drug problem I didn't know that poor old Leah and the twins. Oh, Leah had the autobiography out there a couple of months ago. 
how did I miss it? Here I am, wasting my time wading through the Prince Andrew biography. Tell me something I don't know already. And Leah from Teen Mom actually has an autobiography out and I missed it. So she, I forgot she's the three girls now. She's, yeah, she's got her girls. I mean, she's got her girls and she's got God and she's sorted now. But um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on with her and the old drugs. And her stepdad, I think, was actually helping her out with her prescriptions and stuff. And it's all pretty dodge. Yeah, and she's, I forgot that poor old Ali and the old muscular dystrophy. Do she the muscular dystrophy? Yeah. I look, there's nothing about teen, teen mom that you can come at me that I don't know. I'm being cash. Well, I'm cash here, but I'm, like I always keep up to date with teen mom going on. I need to. Uh-huh. I need to start. Um, I actually not need to start. Uh, staying abreast of it a bit more. You really do. I mean, I know you've got Ted, um, but like the it's been a few weeks. Took now. on that role of pastoral care. To be fair, really in their do. defense, it's kind of a newer thing. But yeah, geez, poor Olia. I know. Yeah, like because I think Leah wrote in the book that. She lost her virginity with the fella and she was basically like egged on by her mom. Oh, Jesus. How fucked yeah. up is that? Yeah, so it was kind of like uh, she said her mom used to hang out with her and her friends a lot. Oh. And always had this kind of role and she kind of like, true, I don't know, kind of sounded like... um a game of like spin the bottle that the mother completely orchestrated and was controlling and threw them into a bedroom together. <gasps> oh my God, I just found it there. I lost my virginity when I was 13. You see, do you know what? That is a classic. It really gives me the heebie-jeebies when um, people say, my daughter's my best friend kind of thing. You're like, that's just not the relationship you should really have with your teenage daughter either. No. As you know, Up to 90 is part of the podcast network that is Headstuff, which has a plethora of fantastic podcasts to choose from. Every week, we're going to promote one podcast that we think you might like to check out. This week, it's Behavioural Vaccine. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Porig, and we host the Behavioural Vaccine Podcast. We're behavioural scientists who met through improv comedy. And so each week, we bring the two things together to explore how behavioural science can be applied, but in a fun way. There's a little bit of research. There's a good bit of messing. And there's loads of practical tips on everything from how to save money to how to maintain your friendships. Think about this like a behavioural vaccine to get you through winter 2020. Go on, sure, give us a listen. So do you want to talk about Biden or Biden, Biden being elected in a couple of months' time, or do you want to talk about it I know, I know. Sorry, we are digressing here. Yeah, well, I was laughing at the. I look. I have to say, I did have an old giggle at Trump's text. I won the election by a lot. It kind of reminded me of that pseudo confidence. First of all, I was like, okay. With such delusions of grandeur, surely Donald Trump was a Billy Barry kid in a former life because that's the only thing that could explain this tweet. But it did remind me of that kind of, you know, you know, the delusions you have when you're younger, like when parents tell their kids, you can be anything. That is actually a dangerous thing to instill in any child because then you just take it to extremes. Like I can remember, not that necessarily I had that injected into me when I was younger, but 
I can remember um, entering a schoolgirl concert um, in the early in the early years of the millennium when I was I don't know if I mentioned this, but I lived in Australia for a while. Okay. <laughs> but I we had gone to the home and away set and I had now broken in is a strong word but I had entered the costume van at the home and away set and it was just like a little caravan it wasn't even like a big proper mobile home or anything it was just like a father Ted Graham Norton caravan and I went in and I picked a uniform a summer gray uniform that had Bella written on the bell written on the label okay so I was like I'll just help myself to that so I just put it in my bag so then for months after the fact it was like that friends episode where everyone puts on the wedding dress when they feel down if anyone was feeling upset we'd be like do you want to do you want to put it on and then you put on your summer bay high dress so then conveniently a schoolgirl costume was a a schoolgirl a schoolgirl contest was happening in our local pub and I was like, this is in the bag because I have an actual Summer Bay High schoolgirl costume. So I went up on stage. Now, obviously, I'm very, I was very intoxicated at the time, so I don't really have all the facts. But from what I can piece together, I went up on stage and basically I, they went through, you know, in reverse order, who had won the competition. And I told everyone the whole story about like how I'd broken into the costume van and taken this. This is authentic, showing everyone the tag that said Bell on the label. And then they were doing it in reverse order. So the person who came third gave a little cap. Then they announced second place and they announced my name. But I wasn't computing this at all because in my mind, I had won this competition. So then they announced first place and shock horror. The girl who won first place was a complete babe, like seven foot tall, blonde, could tan. Like, need I say more? So she's reaching for the prize and I'm going for the prize. And the guy's like, no, 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 it's not you. So apparently he just kept repeating, it's not you you didn't win. So he kept saying this in different ways, but I refused to accept it. And then eventually I got off the stage when people started chanting, get off the stage. <laughs> so eventually I got off the stage, but it was that level of kind of Donald Trump. I won the election by a lot, just so you know. I was still telling people, I was like, I really feel I won the competition, even though all evidence points to the contrary. I really feel I won it on an essential level. So do you think that you still won like you think you still won it, do you? Well, I mean I feel I guess the well look, if we're getting into the academics, it was a real summer bay high costume. Now clearly I'm over it. I've obviously moved on. Mm. But you know, I think this girl had turned up in just a regular skirt and a white shirt which she had, you know, kind of tied up. I'm sure we'll all agree that's not a school uniform. I've never seen a school uniform that looks like that. Okay, so straight away we're moving the goalposts here. It's either a schoolgirl competition or it's not. Fuck's sake. I remember I had a fancy dress in school, in primary school before. And I don't know how the idea came up, but I was like, I'm going to dress up as the Queen of Hearts. Right, and then I tell my mom. I'm about, sorry, I just have so many puns coming at me now. So many <laughs> puns, so little time. I know. 
So basically, what, how these things would usually go is I'd tell my mom, and then my mom would kind of take over, and she'd make the costume, which was essentially what I wanted. And you know, I probably coloured in a bit of it, but she did most of the work. And then we rocked into I rocked into school for the fancy dress competition, and I can't remember who exactly, but there was some sort of outside person or persons judging the fancy dress competition and one of the girls in my class like this thing weighed a fucking ton anyway but one of the girls in my class she'd forgotten about the whole fucking thing and she'd managed to get her hands on a balloon on the day sorry can I just say who this person is it's Jenny Ross Jennifer Ross if you're listening and she couldn't um Oh, yeah. So she went around and she found a balloon or she got a balloon off somebody and she blew that up and she stuck her head inside her jumper and she drew a face on the balloon. And when I say she drew a face, she drew a fucking dot dot and a smiley face like that was it. Three, and three strokes of the pen. Dot, dot, dot. And of course, Jennifer Ross won the fancy dress. But was Jen, look, was Jennifer Ross, is she blonde? Yeah, she, well, she was kind of, she definitely tans anyway. Well, look, there you go. It's one or the other. (laughs) I mean, if you're going up against somebody who ticks both boxes, forget it. Like, that's why I wouldn't get off the stage. And actually, she told me recently, it was so fucking funny. Um, She was the girl that I went to school with that got a letter back from Roberto Baggio and I was like oh my god that really kind of got to be interested in like writing to fa- like writing to famous people and stuff and I remember like the letter was deadly and I was like wow that's like amazing and then she told me uh there recently that she found out that the letter was fake and that her friend and the friend's brother had made a fake letter and sent it to her and let her get all excited about it and then go, we send it to you, you stupid fucking. <laughs> and you know what? It's, it's so not the cruelest thing, though. People did those inverted comma jokes on very, you when you were a kid. So it is very cruel. cruel. Uh, yeah, but you see, then it just runs and runs. And you, uh, like, to be fair to the person who wrote the letter, at what point do you step in and you say, listen? Just so you know, that was me. There's just, there isn't an opportunity to do that. I don't think you need, I think if you're going to do it, you just you have, have to go all the way. It's to the grave. To the fucking grave, yeah. And I was I, like, I, I still believed that up until. <laughs> it's what it is. So it in is fairness, really I'll give her, I kind of, after I heard that, I was like, do you know what? Do you know what? No hard feelings on the fancy dress competition. Look, you know? the poor girl was obviously living a childhood of fantasy, like dressing well, up in a balloon, getting letters from famous footballers, <laughs> like none I, of it was based on reality. I think that's why she forgot about the fancy dress competition, because she was just like on a high after getting this letter off Roberto Baggio. And she was just distracted. And she's kind of like thinking, how I are me and Roberto going to like live our lives now and stuff? I think, well, you see, and you know what probably got the fancy dress competition over the line for her was 
the level of confidence she felt knowing yeah. that herself and Roberta were going to be a thing. So it's kind of like when you look around and everyone else is, you know, people are filling out their CEO form and going to go into the guidance counselor saying, yeah, I'm going to do arts and then hopefully I might do the HTIP. And you're like, I feel so bad for you because I like I'm just going to happen. Like that's, I've been watching Sarah Beanie Property Ladder. I'm going to buy a house and I'm going to flip it and I'm going to be a millionaire. That's how I'm going to live my life. I don't need to bog myself down with college courses. So she was obviously in that space where she was like, I'm I'm going to be Mrs. Roberto. So I don't, I like the confidence was probably what sold the balloon to so many people. Yeah, I think it was. And that there's a lesson in that for all of us really, isn't there? You know, the queen is supposed to be abdicating now or stepping down. Is abdication the right word? She's retiring, I suppose, at 95. And Charles is taking over. He's not. I mean, he's got to be a bit in like a bit mad in the head, doesn't he? Ah, uh, yeah, he's 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 a bit quirky, is Charles, isn't he? But actually, apparently, um, I think he was very. Uh, he's. I remember, um, uh, Sean Walsh saying before that he did like the Royal Variety Show or something, oh, and yeah. he said he went he went on after someone like I don't know, like the equivalent of Jason Byrne. It actually could have been Jason Byrne. So whoever yeah. went on before, you know, when you're going on after someone as a comedian, and the energy is just different. Like you're oh, not yeah. bringing the, the you know, Jason was probably there on his big wrecking ball, like going from one side of the stage to the other. And yeah. then Sean comes out and he's like, I don't know, let's talk about hair dryers or whatever it might be. And obviously yeah. Sean's such a funny comedian, but whatever happened, and we've all had these gigs, it just didn't come off for him on the night, according to himself anyway. And he said, I th- he said to Fred that then afterwards, the worst part is like everyone has to stand there and like meet the royal family. So you're like, please, can I just go and hit the bar and pretend this gig never happened? So apparently Charles, when he got to him, said something like, oh, don't I this bunch, they're a bit stuck up or something or something to that effect. I just <sighs> thought it was a lovely thing for Charles to say. Uh, ah, yeah, no, he's lovely. He's lovely. How old is he now? He's like he's sure he's uh, in his seventies at this yeah. stage. Yes, imagine but... starting a job in your seventies. Oh, you should be at home watching Pointless with the rest of them. God, like even now, I feel like if I had to start something new, like I probably will have to because you know comedy doesn't really exist anymore so I, I think know. you're making it work you're you're a little bit savvy when it comes to it all do and the reckon? Patreon Emma we're not going to need jobs because the Patreon true very true I forgot about the patrons fuck the rest of you but at least the patrons Mira, will I tell you a very funny story I was um, well, myself and Fred how funny well, is Well, now, it? hang on, hang on. I don't know, is it like I'm going to say it on stage funny or listen to it, you're on the late, late tonight. I don't know, is it, you know, that level of funny? But is it Ryan funny? No, yeah. is it funny enough to say in a podcast? Well, I mean, I say a lot of shit in a podcast <laughs> and only afterwards I say, that wasn't funny at all. But look, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, look, okay, we'll see. Look. Let me know. You let me know was or was it not funny enough to be in a podcast. So uh, myself and Fred were having a bit of a three-way 
um, yesterday we were having a three-way conversation with a mutual friend of ours. And I said, okay, let's call this person. Um, let's just come up with a fake name. Uh, John Smith. I said, whatever happened to John Smith? Because we were discussing some mad story. We all have a bit of a giggle. And I said, whatever happened to John Smith? And the friend in question said, oh, it's very sad because he's actually... <laughs> just laughing now he's actually in St. Pat's and I said oh my god he's doing primary teaching and Fred and this friend fell around laughing and the friend repeated no Julie he's in St. Pat's and I was like yeah St. Pat's Drum Condra he's gone back to do primary teaching that's not that sad and they were like no like St. Pat's the psychiatric hospital I was like, oh, okay, that's like a totally different buzz. Oh, my God. And hang on, hang on, hang on a second. What do you think? Was it or was it not worth mentioning on the podcast? No, it was. It was definitely worth mentioning. Um, Tell me, American election, we have to talk about it because you know, Osama, our fingers are on the pulses all of the times. So tell me what you think. Well, I won't believe it until Fox announces it. That's what I'm Well, but Fox had turned on Trump because they were saying during the week that there was no evidence of fraud. So they have fled the sinking ship. Actually, Mirren O'Connell put up a great tweet during the week about it. So they're done. They're like, this is it now. Oh, yeah, but I think all the other stations kind of called it, but they haven't called it yet. Well, as far as as I know, when I... uh, up until starting this podcast episode. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, to be delighted, But it's worrying that still so many people voted for him. Well, I kind of think in a way... Wonder, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, I kind of think in a way, like, first of all, geez, if you can't win an election against Donald Trump, I mean, I think I could have ran for president at the risk of, like, going down this schoolgirl competition in Sydney <laughs> route again and, like, misplaced confidence... I think I could have run against Donald Trump and gotten a decent result. For me, I think almost, I know there's a huge, a huge amount of people voted for Biden. Don't get me wrong. And he seems like a really good person and very presidential and just a bit of a gentleman. So tick, tick, tick. But you do have to wonder, I mean, half the nation voting for the other guy. Like, what the fuck? I'd be asking myself a few questions. Would you? Yeah, like, I mean, that's, I would see that as fairly worrying, wouldn't you? Well, it's a bit of a, I don't want to say it's a bit of a failure when you've won the thing, but I definitely, it's, I don't think it's necessarily a great start. I mean, for me personally, I just think ultimately, not to be repeating myself, but I think, Jesus, if you can't win a vote against him, like, who can you win a vote against? I mean, I think with Biden, seems like a lovely person, but his only USP was that he wasn't Trump. That's the only reason people voted for him. Yeah. I don't know. It just all seems a bit of a fucking mess, really. Can you imagine thing. the state? Can you imagine the state of his sheets? There's no way he's putting a wash on before he leaves the White House. Oh God, no! I wonder where is. I wonder is Melania gone? Is her contract done now? 
Oh, I think Melania just literally, she just took the time to go cast her vote for Joe, Joe Biden. And then she was out the door. She was like, I'm done. I'm not actually even going to wait around till Friday. God. Yeah, I'd say she's gone. Where? I mean, I think. Would you, what, would you like, how do you think you'd fare as uh, president of America? Um, well, I think given my tweets, okay, given my propensity for having the followers. Oh, good for the listen, following. You know me, Emma, because I'm basically a bot, I have decided that I'm a bot and that's why I can't grow my following. Um, even if I was the president of the United States, I still wouldn't get to the 10K on Instagram. Like it still wouldn't happen for me. It still wouldn't get it over the line for me. I think for me, I'd be a very <laughs> obviously a very bad president. First of all, considering I have zero poker face whatsoever. I think you'd Second look good in the blazers, though. Well, yeah. Do you know what? I now that you a say red it, blazer. I, mm-hmm. I think that'd look oh, well on you. Hello, hello, Mary Lou. A red blazer dot com. I think for me, and if you look at my tweets, I think before you run for president, somebody has to examine your Twitter history and they have to go back. Like they have to go back, back. So I think if you look at my tweets and my emotional outbursts and numerous uh, breakdowns that I've had, mental breakdowns that I've had via social media over the year, I don't know, should I have my finger on the nuclear button? But it'd because be nice. honestly, imagine you, Fred and Ted and Molly heading up to the White House on the first day. Well, Molly would, yeah, Molly would take it very well. For and sure. you'd be able to but put I, a bit Irish into your speech and stuff. Well, do you know handy. what? That's what I think. Yeah, I think that I would just when I'm losing the room. I throw in a girl and people would lose their fucking minds. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, think... four years, Julie. You just give four years of your life to that. You'd have, you know, you'd have nice food, nice gaff, plenty of room, lovely big garden. You wouldn't yeah, have to worry about ca- it's central. You wouldn't have to worry about Fred's car breaking down every other week because you'd be getting lifts everywhere. Well, come here to me. Listen, would you like? Here's a question: Would you like to be president of Ireland? No. Would you like to be president of the states? No. Okay. <clears throat> would you like to be any kind of leader? I, I do. I definitely like power, and I don't mean that as an. Oh, I'm attra- I don't mean I'm, attra- I'm not. It's not that I'm attracted to power, but like a lot of my motivations would be about power <laughs> but that's I think that's fair that's a totally I mean that is a legitimate motivation isn't it yeah like I would I would enjoy uh the, the like power like power definitely yeah you, you see I'm not you, interested I, I'm not over well like I I do like money and I would like to have more money, but I'm not like, I'm not really motivated by money. I would imagine that I would get to a certain point and I'd be like, oh, that's enough for me. You know, that kind of way. But power, I would definitely like a lot of power. And like Irish president, there ain't no power in that, is there? 
Well, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's just a non-event, isn't it really? It is. There's not much. But look, if people ask, if enough people ask me to do it, I probably would. But patrons, get in touch. <laughs> I do, but, but do you know what, though? I think if I was present, I, I think you'd have to just take the complete piss with it. Like you'd have to say, do you know what? There's no way I'm getting fired from this job because nobody get, even knows what the job is. So I would just like have world leaders come over and just go on the absolute tear with them for a few days and just I would I think you may as well just run right with it and just do mad stuff. I think that's what the job is though. I think no, I tell you one thing I would do. My pet that's where I'd have a bit of fun and I'd have a pet like Shetland Pony. Oh yeah. yeah and I just have my my Shetland pony. Oh, you know, I'd have, he'd be called Well no the chinchilla it'd be too difficult um, I'd have a chinchilla in private, obviously, but for public appearances and all that, it would be too difficult to try and capture the chinchilla's personality in photo ops, getting everyone into the picture. Whereas I think with the Shetland pony, you know what I mean? You're not going to have those issues with cropping off someone's head while getting in the Shetland pony. And the Shetland pony, I would have him, I think, yeah, it would be a boy at his name, be Steel. Steel. No, Steel. Oh, Steel. Okay. Yeah. Why Steel? I just feel like that that's what his name would be. Okay, Steel Steel the Shetland pony. Okay. Yeah, he'd be black. I feel like I feel like this Shetland black. Can you have, I didn't know you can have black black Shetland ponies. I thought <laughs> Shetland ponies are all kind of a tan colour. I'm sure you can have a black Shetland pony, like Shetland, get in touch. <laughs> Could you not? So that? I do, I do, I do like that you would just keep the chinchilla just to your private quarters, just for you. That's just your personal pet. Yeah, there'd be a chapter on the chinchilla in the autobiography, but I wouldn't. I, be... I think it's a. I like the way you're thinking. It would be nice to get kind of you know maybe even a reptilian pet in just to. Just to test the waters, because, you know, obviously everyone's all about the dogs with Michael D and the, everyone loves a Bernese mountain dog. But I feel like getting a world leader to, you know, give your iguana a quick, you know, kind of a quick rub, say hello to the iguana. Like that's, I mean, that's when you're really, you know, you're really kind of finding out who Ireland's friends are. And I think with Steel, Steel would have a great ability to kind of suss people out. And there could be like some, you know, press conferences where Steel is all over, like, say, for example, Joe Biden. And we get a funny shot and it's kind of like, oh, my God, hashtag so cute or whatever, lols and all that. And that's a nice little one. But then somebody else comes over and Steel is very upset. And he's raring and he's booking and it's kind of people are trying to control Steel, but you can't control him. And see, that's the other thing, because the nation would fall in love with Steel, you can't start shooting darts at him when he goes off the charts. You've just got to try and calm him as best as you can. His favorite biscuit would be ginger nuts. Okay, so like sometimes you try and give him a ginger nut to kind of get him to kill the jets. But with certain people, he would start booking and raring and stuff. 
You've thought about this before, <laughs> haven't you? Steals in. I do. No. I actually think let's just cut the let's just cut the middleman, or in this case, the middlewoman. Let's just have Steel running for president. And you know what? He would. It would be like when Dustin the Turkey ran years ago. Do you remember that? He would get a solid. He'd have a solid fan base. He would get a large proportion of the votes for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then you see, like, I could go on the late lay with them as his, like, his translator. And I can answer is the question. <laughs> is, this how, is this how far it has to go now? You have to get yourself Shetland Pony. Mm. You have to get yourself elected president of this country before either of us are daring to dream that we might get a slot on the late late. <laughs> so all we need to do is like start a craft. Aren't they doing a bit of a craft fair on the late late at the moment? I think so. I think just you... Just start knitting it. Let's just... I think yeah. finally get rid of some of this up to ninety merch. I think you. I think Defo because of where you're based as well. It's a better story. I think you should set up a business now, like today. Star charts. You know I'm doing it. Oh yeah, you and Fred could yeah. do that. And Fred, like, would just like get a suit and everything, and it could all look real profession. Oh yeah, and it's yeah, it would look professional. You, but then you we could make questions like, "Can I get your so for your star chart? Can I get your IBAN and your PPS number?" Thank you. Um, my advice to you as well is, I think you're gonna have to like have a Kerry accent. Yeah, kind of up it a bit. <laughs> yeah, defo. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That is fair. Um, because I think I mean, you could get on. We might have missed the boat with the late late, but you def like nationwide, you and Fred with the business. How? Yeah, actually, well, nationwide could definitely happen for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. is that you? Is that where you see me nationwide? Well, I think that because if I had to, I would say I see you and like Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. But you're like for me, you're like nationwide. Nothing wrong with nationwide. I'd be glad to get a fucking oh, spot on that. No, what I'm saying is, there, is for the business, for the start of the business. I think that's the first appearance. And look, spreading the word for a bit of you know, bit of press PR, whatever you can borrow steel. Oh uh, well, listen. I think a black Shetland pony would be quite a talking point because I don't know if they exist. Of course, they exist. I'm I, I'm nearly sure I've been fucking on one. They definitely exist. Oh, well, Jesus, you're definitely tripping now. I swear to God, I can actually smell the bonfire fumes from here. Oh, wait, come here. You can have a black Shetland pony. There's loads of them. Yeah, Julie. I didn't want to tell you, but, like, this is 2020. I know. Black, I, black know Shetlands don't exist. What the fuck? I was, I was starting, uh, yeah, I was starting to sweat there because I could feel myself <laughs> I could feel myself getting into very dangerous territory. But you know me, I'm fearless. I'll say it. I'll say it, Emma. A silver Shetland pony. I know things are getting really fucked. Well, I think now what you need to do, not now, but once Ted is sitting, I think you need to get a picture of you and Ted and the both of you on black Shetland ponies wearing the hats and the boots and everything. 
and some sort of caption. I don't know what the caption is. Something to do with horses and you being a mother and son, whatever. And I really think that's when we're going to see the social just fucking go off the charts viral. And just the two of you with the little helmets on and everything. And you'd have a little blazer on and everything. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of, oh, my red blazer that I look so good in, Emma. I think you're trying to sabotage my career. So you're suggesting, Dune, first of all, what career? Oh, come on now, please. Listen, just keep it friendly, Emma. I can hear you from here. But like red blazers nationwide, crafts, and get up there on the building, it'll be great. It's just, I know what you're up to. And you're looking to sabotage me. And there, I've said it. I felt it for a long time. Have you? And there, I've thrown it out there. Oh, wait, you see now, next week, there'll be a picture of me online with a black Shetland pony wearing a red blazer. <laughs> fucking all over the place. On a fucking billboard, might I add. I had to say, I got a heart attack today when I saw that picture. And I just presumed you were on the Claire Byrne show. No. And we were like, it's a billboard. And it just took so long for me to put two and two together. Did you think that me and Claire Byrne were now presenting the show? I thought you were doing, I thought you were doing a regular segment. I was like, oh, this is why she's like, I can't actually do the podcast, Julie, between 10 and 12 any day. And suddenly it makes so much sense. You're in RT Radio 1 and you're co-presenting with Claire Byrne. I was like, is she fucking on shrooms? I was just like, it's fucking mad. You know what I did love? I did love the fact I kind of, not to make it all about me, but in I, your caption. Not like you, Julie. Not like you. Not like me at all. Um, I, I I did actually make a joke of that. I threw up a little jokey video of that on Instagram. You know, if another person says to me, oh, I said it would be Biden from the start. I oh, yeah, it. yeah. Like, oh, come on now. Seriously, Mystic Meg, like, back it up. I don't think you can take the credit here for this one. But when you referred to Claire as Claire Bear, I do like to think I'm kind of rubbing off on you because you're my Emma Bear. Oh, yeah, maybe, but aren't Claire's Claire Bears? Claire Bear. I know, I was thinking like maybe a Care Bear, but can you just can you just give me that much? That it wasn't about the Care Bear, it was like me rubbing off on you. And did you comment this? No, of course not. Absolutely not. No way. But Bef- Actually, before we wrap it up, I will ask you a very big question. This is a yeah. very big question, and it's a conversation I had this afternoon with someone. Okay. What would be your favourite Madonna song? Um, oh, I'd have to let me think. You're on Steo. You're riding through the Phoenix Park. What's in that Paris. earphone? Music can be such a revelation. Ooh. Getting to the group. I think it would have to be something from the old catalogue, personally. That's it. That's very interesting. I think my favourite, well, actually, it doesn't matter what I think, but I only asked this question because I had a conversation with a legit, like, serious Madonna fan this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I asked him what his favourite Madonna song was. And he responded with, so a friend of the podcast, Eamon Hallow, he responded with, I'd have to say, express yourself, just that old classic. Um, The way he framed his response was, if there was a gun to my head, 
I'd have to say express yourself. And I just said to myself, in what scenario would that happen? Like there is a gun to your head and somebody's like, tell me your favorite Madonna song. And you're like, express yourself. And boom, you're gone. And just as you're lying there on the ground, you're thinking, damn it, I should have said like a prayer. Like in what scenario would that happen? Somebody's armed and they're like, favorite Madonna song now. I could see actually though, a great song. I could see that song being the song for the the montage of Steo on Nationwide. If you wanted it, it. Express it, it. Baby, no, I, I haven't. I haven't Steo, but I already know his song would be "Take a Bow." It would be like you know that. Remember the video she did with the bull fighting? It would be like that. Only Steo would be the bull, and they would just kind of give him a little nudge. Come on, Steo, move. Take a bow. But could you imagine, you know, the start of um, Get Into The Groove where you're in the stables and you're getting the saddle on and you're tightening oh, the buckle on that. Come on, I'm putting, the reins, I'm putting the reins on and then the foot goes in the stirrup and then do, 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 in the ring. Get into the groove, boy, you got to prove, you know. Now, it's not about and me and Steo getting Steel. it on. Like, he's, he is a Shetland pony. It's just mate. It is. It is. Of course. It's, it's yourself and Steo have always been platonic. Yeah. And always will be because he's a pony. But After a few drinks, Steo's like, come on, we'll meet chance. And you're like, Steo, no. Like, I've got a job to do. I'm president. I thought I'd lost it, but you've taken it. Is this a real? Well, look, we're all losing it because Shrey threw a whole party for Ted today. It was his eight-week birthday. (laughs) And I actually watched the video back and Ted's face is like, what the fuck? And Fred was kind of floored by it as well because I just presumed I had communicated my fractured, like, undeveloped thoughts, which was, like, obviously during the week I had decided we were having a big party. So Fred didn't really understand what was happening. I explained it was Ted's eight-week birthday. <laughs> and I gave him the card. And I had signed. I was like, happy birthday, Ted. And I was like, lots of love from Mammy. <laughs> Fred signed it. And Fred, I was like, no, you're supposed to say daddy. So he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I forgot I'm his dad, actually, haven't I? So he changed it to daddy and then was quite kind of like freaked out by all the balloons. And I was like, let's do the video. But I watched the video back and Ted's face is like, what the fuck? And then I was like, blow out my candle, daddy. And then as as Fred's blown out the candle, he's like impersonating Ted saying, "Um, I wish my mom would just relax. (laughs) And I'm like, that's just too close to the bone. No, I think I'm definitely going to let you have a lend of steel. I think you need it. I think we need another animal in our life. That's for sure. I showed um, I showed Tommy and Joe the picture of Ted. And uh, Joe was actually doing something else. Tommy was just beside when I showed him. And then T- Joe comes uh, over to see it. And they're like, oh, looking at the picture of him asleep. And then I showed, went back and I showed them the birthday party. And they, Joe was like, what? A birthday party? And I was like, yeah, he's eight weeks old. His mommy wanted to have a party for him. And Joe was like, oh, okay. So, like, not a real birthday. 
Okay, that is it. I am done. Joe, thank you, but shots fired. Shots fired, Joe. Come here, if you want to contribute to our Shetland and Pony Fund, like, to be honest, it's not fair that myself and Emma have to have jobs. That's not fair. We don't want a job. No. Please. Please support us on our Patreon. We have this new tier. It's $5 a month. You're getting an extra episode. You have exclusive access to our live Zoom episodes. And our WhatsApp group is starting as of today, I think. We're starting it. Yes. And we're going to get people. Now, Emmy, you are much smarter than me. So do you want to explain what people need to do for the WhatsApp group? Yes. So our peeps that are in the tier, suitable tier, I will put up my mobile number and send me an old WhatsApp. And I will add you to the up to 90 WhatsApp group. I can't, I actually can't wait for the group. (laughs) It'll be great, crack. Yeah, and I think, I think we know what the icon should be, don't we? I mean, it has to be a black, it has to be a black Shetland pony. Why did I think they didn't exist? I mean, do you want to get into that now? I mean, look, I'm off in a different era. No, I definitely do not. Emma, always a pleasure, never a chore. Right back at you, Judy. God bless patrons. (laughs) God bless. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Boll & Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Boll & Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BollandBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.